Do you want to be a radical for Jesus? Well, this is Pastor David, host of Restoring Your Voice, and that's what this show is geared toward. Geared toward everyday Christians to equip you for the good works of Jesus and live out your faith radically. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Restoring, Restoring Your Voice. Alrighty, everybody, that's right. It's time for another episode of Restoring Your Voice. Welcome, everybody. Uh, wherever you're watching from, Facebook, YouTube, United States, around the rest of the world, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, uh, don't forget real quick, of course, the reminder to go check out the website, davidcmaguire.org. That's davidcmaguire.org. Uh, hey, you never know what can happen. Um, maybe I'll get another strike. I don't know. You know, social media, they don't like the truth. So, But I can stream directly to my website which is happening right now and you can interact in the chat there uh just like you do wherever you're watching from uh hey also hey option to donate if you if you would like to uh on the website as well davidcmaguire.org forward slash donate and hey don't forget hit that subscribe button on the youtube channel all right and welcome to all my new subscribers by the way i've been noticing that my subscriber jump uh, my subscriber count jump, so thank you very much. And then that's it. We're going to jump into the show. Uh, so today, that's right. You say, what is this whole forge thing? What does it mean, time to enter the forge? Well, you know, where is this coming from? To be honest, I just I started watching this show uh, called Forged in Fire. If you never watched it, it's a really cool show. Um, it's competition between bladesmiths, um, and they forge different knives and weapons. And such a really cool show. And I honestly just started watching it for entertainment value. Um, but then the Lord really started to speak to me prophetically through this about what he wants for the body of Christ. And and I'm more I watched it, you know, it just it wouldn't let go of me, this idea of the fire and being forged in fire and all of that. And and how did that line up with scripture? Does it line up with scripture? Um, and I can tell you that it absolutely does. So I'm going to put up something on your screen that you should be able to see um, okay. Right here, uh, I'm going to bring up 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. It says, according to the grace of God, which has been given to me as a wise master builder, you might consider Paul a, a master uh, bladesmith, if you will. I have laid the foundation, but another builds on it. Now, let each other... Uh, let each one take heed how he builds it for no one can lay another foundation than that which was laid which is jesus christ now check this part out now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver precious stones wood hay or stubble each one's work will be revealed for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire so you check it out right by fire it's going to be revealed and in other words it's the same Whatever is not of God is going to go away, right? If it's if it's not truly of God, if, if this person is not truly of God, then it's going to be it's going to come about on that day. Uh, for, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If anyone's work which he has built on the foundation endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, still going through the fire. Amen. And and here, another warning from the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 3, verse 2. But who can endure the day of his coming? 
and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's shop. All right, this is the Lord. All right, he's, he's, he's in a business of refining each and every single one of us. I think we can all agree, no matter who we are, no matter how long we've been alive or how long we've been saved, we all need refining, right? And it's biblically, it's biblically normal. I'm going to show you that in a bit for us to be tested and tried throughout this life. Like that is normal. Like the, the Christian life it is not meant to be a life of ease. It's not meant to be a life of health, wealth, and prosperity where everything's easy and everybody likes us and, and so on and so forth. No, we have to be put through the forging. So you're going to say, well, what is a forge? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. So I'm going to play a video clip for you. And I put together a bunch of clips from the show, Forge and Fire, just to illustrate the points I'm going to make today. So let's play the first video clip here. The forge is the beating heart of the bladesmith's world. That feels like home, I tell you what, baby. It's basically a large furnace or oven used to bring the steel up to high enough temperatures to make it malleable. One more time. Get hot. They can be electric, gas, wood, charcoal, or coal, and they can vary in size from a small barbecue to as big as a house. They can be made from all kinds of materials, including, if needs require it, a satellite dish. Gives you a pretty good idea of what a forge is, right? And what needs to happen to the metal. And now, mind you, the process of forging is a lengthy process. I mean, the metal, before it can be forged into a tool or a knife or a weapon, um, it before it goes into the forge, it's just a hunk of metal. It, it's useless. It's worthless. It, it can't be used for anything. It's just a piece of metal. And, and we're like that as people, right? Like be, before we come to salvation, we're, we're no good to God. We, we can't be used by God. We can't be used for, for the kingdom. We can't be used for anything. But then we, we come to salvation, right? We, 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 we enter the first process of being put into the fire, right? It's called, you know, repentance, conviction. You know, the Lord is a, is a refiner's fire. And when we get put into that for the first time, right? And now we become malleable for the very first time for the Lord, right? And, and, that, and that's what happens to, in the forge, right? A piece of metal must be put into the forge and, and heated to a very extreme temperature, you know, beyond glowing red hot, like bright, bright orange, um, before it can even be hammered on. Uh, in other words, it, before it can be first started being formed. Um, and, I, and I've watched, like I said, I've been watching this show. I've been binge watching it. Uh, and I see this happening. And, and, and I don't think that the body of Christ, especially in America, realize that this is the process that we need to go through. Right? That it's not easy. Um, that, that just like that heat puts extreme stress on the metal. And just like when the metal is t uh, taken out, and either put through the power hammer or on the anvil and hammered upon and hammered upon and beaten upon. That's stress that's being put on. It. And then and then when it starts to cool down um, and it can no longer be hammered upon, then it must be put back into the fire. And I believe that's a great illustration of the Christian lifestyle. You know, us being conformed into the image of Christ, uh, of, uh, of us constantly being perfected. Um, day after day, year after year. And when we have to come to this with, with, a, with a very 
humble mindset, if I can put it that way, with with, with humility that that realizing that we're not there yet. Right. The only the only way we can ever have that mentality of we're there yet is is one day, praise God, when we all get to heaven. Right. When, when we get to meet King Jesus face to face. But but as long as we're on this earth, we're not there. We're, we're not there. We're, we need to get tested. We need to get tried. We constantly get need to get refined. And then there's a big, long process, like I said, that this metal has to go through before it can even be put on a grindstone. Like I said, boom, put into the fire, heated to extreme high temperatures. Um, I think I think inside the forge room, it can get up to 3,200 degrees Fahrenheit, no joke, um, in, in around right, right there at the forge. It gets out hammered, 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 okay? Once it gets to a, a certain cool, you know, cools off enough to, for too long, then it can no longer be worked on it. And if it tries to be hammered upon, the only thing that's going to happen is damage to that piece of metal. And then the metal has to go in and come out. And it has to go in. And then it, and it has to come out. And, and we're just talking about getting in, into a, a rough shape. And we as Christians, we need to realize that this is what our life is like. Like, don't get me wrong. God can use us immediately, right? As soon as we come to salvation. I mean, I, I think most of you would agree with what I say when I say, that. hey, you know, you came to God. We're filled with passion. You want to let everybody know about this Jesus that, that saved you from your sin, right? And that's being used. But, but that's at the most basic fundamental level. I'm not trying to downgrade. I'm just trying to bring the point that it's at the most basic fundamental level. But God always wants more for us. Now, what that more looks like is obviously going to differ between each person. Just like what that piece of metal can be forced into may be different. It could be many different types of knives. It could be a Bowie knife. It could be a Tanto knife. It could be a Kukri knife, right? All with different applications. It could be a knife geared toward cutting, uh, toward chopping, or, or, or another application, right? And that's fine. But the, the, but the point of the matter is being, um, it's being forged, right? And, and this forging process, we have to realize it cannot be rushed. Let's let let's not rush into things. I mean, I just saw a person uh, the other day. I think it was in a, the Q and A chat, and I asked Dr. Brown, brand new believer, right? Praise God for that. And 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 this person right off the gate, right off the gate says, you know, I know I, I know I'm I'm called to be an apostle, right? Now, yeah, now where do I need to go? Like, where do I need to go to 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 be an apostle? I'm thinking, sitting here, I'm like, dude, you, you just came to salvation. You don't even know the basics, right? I guarantee you, probably haven't memorized. And a single ounce of scripture, you know, you haven't sat under anybody. You haven't been mentored. In other words, you haven't been through the forging process. You haven't been through the fiery trials yet. You just started. Like, slow down. Slow down before you, you get too fast. And why I'm making this illustration, coming back to the forges, is that every time this process is rushed, every time I've seen it in the show, okay, somebody in the show is like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this quick and easy. I'm going to get it done. And Every single time that happens, without fail, the some sort of failure is in there with the blade. Now I'm only talking about what I know. I'm not don't know anything about forging. Like I've never done it with my hands. I've just known what I what I've seen on this television show. But I think it's a great illustration, and, and we need to realize that we we can't rush the process. All right, it's a process. The life of a Christian 
is a lifelong process, right? And we need to realize that because it produces something, amen? Right here on your screen in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, it says, not only so, but we also boast in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces patience, right? We're, we're building now, right? We're starting to build on stuff. Think about being put in the fire, being pulled out, hammered upon, patience, right? Patience produces character, right? Now it's being put back into the fire, heated back up, taken back out. Now, boom, boom, hammer, now character, right? Um, and character produces hope back into the fire, right? How many, how many times, you know, have you made it through a tough time, some sort of tribulation in your life, right? And you came out the other side of it and it produced something in you, right? You, you came out more hopeful. You came out um, of it. You, you, maybe you weren't, there were character flaws in your life, but when you came out of that tribulation, and I know I can say that of myself, um, coming out of the tribulation of a type of trouble in my lifetime, that now those character flaws were not so present. Maybe, maybe they were still there, but not to the, to the same degree that they were. Um, and, and, and again, it says here in James 1, 2 through 4, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Isn't this very antithesis to what's preached in America, where, where, where we're not supposed to go through tribulation? Isn't this, this to this, you know, I hate to say it, but this pre-tribulation rapture people believe in where, where no saints, you're not going to go through that great tribulation. But here in Scripture, I'm reading to you, we're supposed to rejoice in that tribulation. Why? It produces something in us. Right? So again, my brothers count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith develops patience. But let patience perfect its work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We, we have to go through this. We, we have to realize that, that this is basic Christianity and that those who, who are not willing to go through the process, I hate to say it, but they're the ones that are paying lip service at the end of the day. They're paying lip service of, of Lord, Lord, but, but they're not really willing to be a true part of the kingdom. You know, they're not willing to, to go through nearly half of the stuff that Jesus went through, even though Jesus is our model, right? And so when, when the trying times do come, where are they at now, right? Oh, they, they quote unquote backslid. No, my friends, I don't think they ever front slid. Not saying that in the case of everybody, but I don't think they ever did it. Okay, a little bit of heat comes and poof, gone. We have to be willing to go through the process. I want to show you some more video clips to what happens. What happens when we rush the process? What, what happens when we want to sidestep God's process in our personal lives? Well, what happens when, can vary when we want to go from, from here to all the way up, up to there? As as no, we want to go to the they next level. From all kinds you know, of five levels including what, what, what does that do to a person's lifestyle? Well, you I'm going to show you a video clip some steel, a hammer, and anvil, and they are good to go to start moving metal. Anything else is just a bonus. I've cut tests against pigs, and they don't cut very easily at all. Uh, Scott, we have a little problem here. <laughs> the hardness of your blade is a little bit on the uh, flexible side. It did not even cut the carcass. 
So that brings into question also the sharpness of your edge. I'm confident that I made a good blade. The blade is hard and it's ready to cut. This is gonna be spectacular. Jonathan, we have a major blade malfunction. It did initially cut through, but then it probably hit the spine. It just exploded. Bladesmiths, this is the strength test, the wooden ramrod chop. To test the strength and durability of your edge, as well as the overall construction of your knives, I'll be chopping into this ramrod 10 times. Bob, you're up first. You ready? No, but let's do it. Steel is a finicky little critter. Sometimes it works real good, sometimes it just snaps in your face. You'll never know until you test it. And there she goes. Feel like a punch in the gut. Well, Bob, quite obviously, your blade broke. Bob, your blade suffered a critical failure in the very first strike of the very first test. Oops. For that reason, I have to ask you to please leave the forge.
I've cut test against pigs, and they don't cut very easily at all. Uh, Scott, we have a little problem here. <laughs> the hardness of your blade is a little bit on the uh, flexible side. It did not even cut the carcass. So that brings into question also the sharpness of your edge. I'm confident that I made a good blade. The blade is hard and is ready to cut. This is going to be spectacular. Jonathan, we have a major blade malfunction. It did initially cut through, but then it probably hit the spine. It just exploded. All right, so we have two bladesmiths, right? In, in this, at the end of the competition, right? They, they had they had gone through the uh, the competition in the forge, and they were sent home for five days to their home forges to forge these two Scottish claymores, right? Well, as you can see, both blades failed. Um, one blade you could tell was too soft. In other words, it something happened in the process of forging that blade, whether whether for whether um you know hammering it out, whether what whether it was when they quenched it in oil and it, and the, the quench wasn't right. But you see how his blade bent, right? He, he was it, something in the process was was not done correctly, right? Some maybe it was sidestep, maybe it was rushed through. Who knows? But you see the danger, right? The blade was ineffective against that pig carcass. Um, it completely bent, right? And and so I believe that illustrates what happens to the Christians oftentimes. Is that is that we sidestep the process, we we rush the process, we we get ahead of God or or whatever our mindset may be, right? And then and then we're not effective, right? We we think we're effective, but we're most likely just bringing damage up upon ourselves at the very least. And then in the second part, I I labeled it the dangers of pride because this guy, he he thought he was sure as sure can be that his blade was going to just cut through that pig carcass, right? And yet what happened when 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 it was tried, right, his blade completely shattered. It, it broke. Wow. Um, so, by the way, if, if for those of you listening by audio podcast, you're kind of missing out here, especially on this one, um, if you're not watching this by video. So, by the way, click on the link in the description on the audio, on, your, on whatever podcast you're watching, for, pl platform you're watching from, and head on over to my YouTube channel, and click that subscribe button so you can catch catch this live or at least watch the video replay. Um, anyways, it, it broke, but he was so sure of it. He was so sure that that it was going to happen, but it broke, right? So it was bad enough that the other guy's blade bent, but that could be fixed probably. But a broken blade shattered like that can't be. But aren't we like that? We get so prideful. We get so stiff-necked. Who are you to judge me? Who are you to Tell me what to do. I know my calling. I know I know what God called me to do. Whatever it may be, you know, I don't I don't need accountability in my lifestyle. You know, I am pastor so and so. Who are you to approach me and question my authority? Don't we see that happen though? In in Christendom, especially in, in the West, you know, in America and in the West, where we see leaders fail miserably right they get so prideful so stiff so hard but 
in reality, they're just brittle like a sword blade that wasn't forced properly. And finally, when push finally does come to shove, and it eventually will come for all of us, we will be tested and tried one way or another, right? Those type of people will, will simply fail the test. They're simply going to fail because they were not willing to be forged by the very hand of God that we all should be willing. Um, we should all be willing to be forged by, by the very hand of God. Um, and let me, let me play a, a couple more clips for you. Hopefully, I... Smith, this is the strength test, the wooden ramrod chop. To test the strength and durability of your edge, as well as the overall construction of your knives, I'll be chopping into this ramrod 10 times. Bob, you're up first. You ready? No, but let's do it. Steel is a finicky little critter. Sometimes it works real good. Sometimes it just snaps in your face. You'll never know until you test it. And there she goes. Feel like a punch in the gut. Well, Bob, quite obviously, your blade broke. Bob, your blade suffered a critical failure in the very first strike of the very first test. Oops. For that reason, I have to ask you to please leave the forge. All right. That, that should be a warning for uh, all of us. That that could be you one day. That could be any, any one of us one day. All right. Let's not get so full of ourselves that, that we think we will never hear the words of Jesus. Well, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. That, that could be you one day. Don't, don't think for one second just because you read your Bible, just because you attend a church, just because you may be a deacon in that church, just because of being a pastor even, that you are, that, that all of a sudden now you will never hear those words from Jesus. I assure you, my friends, that's the type of attitude right there that, that, that says that we don't have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling already right there already right there that that to me you know just like a uh on that show that that i watched the forged and fire show where the master bladesmiths can sit back they don't have to be part right there on the floor but they can sit back from the table and they can see exactly what each bladesmith is doing wrong and what they need to do right right just like just like they do that right when i look and see people Having these kind of attitudes already right there, alarm bells start going off in my head like, whoa, they're already on the wrong course. They might, but they probably never were on the right course. And that's not coming from a place of pride. I'm simply using the Bible, right? I'm simply using a biblical standard for every Christian's life and every leader's life, right? That, that if, if, if those areas are not met, then guess what? More likely than not, that person will hear those words from Jesus, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. If they don't repent, if they don't truly come to the Lord. I'm telling you what, a prideful person, I'm telling you what, you truly come to the Lord, pride is crushed out of you. All right? You, you, you don't walk around like, oh, I'm, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. I would never do You, you don't walk around with that attitude. Right, you walk around with the attitude of, but for the grace of God, go I. You walk around with the attitude like, you know what? The only reason I keep plugging along every day is because of the grace of God. The only reason I can do what I do every day is because of of, of the strength that Jesus gives me to do it. 
just to wake up, just to just to pray, just to whatever it is, right? We have to come to that realization that it's because it's only because of God and God alone. I mean, just the fact that that we're saved in the first place is because of God and God alone, right? We couldn't save ourselves in our sin. We couldn't make a choice even for salvation. We, we couldn't make a sin, a choice for God by ourselves, but, but God enable us to. You see that? And, and like I said, salvation, yeah, that's just the starting point, right? I've said it before. I, I use this illustration that that's just getting to the start line. That That's all it is. That's not even running the race yet. That's just getting to the start line, you know? That's just getting put into the forge for the very first time. But there's a repeated process um, that, that needs to happen again and again and again, over and over and over, right? I mean, there, there, there's many different processes, and I'm hoping to, in future, future episodes, kind of st stick with this, at least probably on Wednesdays, I'm hoping, God willing, to stick with this, Um forge thing you know welcome to the forge um may have done this on fridays would have rolled off the tongue better but anyway to show you this this process so i want to get deep, too deep into it um but again here it is and in, in more scripture first peter chapter one verses six through seven in this you greatly rejoice even though now if for a little while you have had to suffer various trials in order that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tried by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And for again in First Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among, to, among you to test you. No different than what we saw in these video clips of these blades being tested. Right, all this process, they have different tests on these videos. Um, test of strength, durability, edge, edge retainment, things like that. Can they cut, cut? Can they slice? Can they kill? Um, as, as though some strange thing happened to you, right? This is normal, right? You, you, let me tell you what, Christian, you got to be willing to be tested, you have to be willing to enter tribulations and trials, realizing. It is normal. It is normal for the Christian. All right? It is for our own benefit, in fact. Um, it, it's for ours. We, we must go through, through testing and trials. We must go through tribulations. And we're going to go through the great tribulation if we're still here when that begins. It, it's part of the process. We don't escape out of it. And, and, and though people, please, please do not think that, oh, I want to escape out of it. Well, I get to escape out of it because it's not true. All throughout the Bible, all throughout the first century church, I mean, we see Peter writing here, hey, this is normal. Don't be surprised by it. And we see other places, hey, this is producing something in you when you go through these things. This is producing, to sum it up, godly character in you. The, the very character nature that you need that's very essential, that God wants in you and to develop in you. That's what's happening. Count it all joy. You know, I it, just to illustrate this point even more to the point, by the way, um, my friend Brad Brandon, he's over in northern Nigeria again right now. 
Um, I just saw him post today from over there. Um, he, he posted about this fella uh, there. Um, and if you don't, by the way, let me just real quick say that um, in northern Nigeria are the Fulani Muslims, and they hate, they, they hate Christianity. Like, you come to Christ, it is a death sentence. To come to Christ is a death sentence. No joke. So anyway, this young man, excuse me for a second here. <coughs> Uh, this young man over there came to Christ, right? His village is run by an imam. Now, when it was found out that he had come to Christ, um, his family hunted him down, brought him back to the village. And the imam had him put in prison, chained him up, tied him up it, to try to get him to renounce Jesus, right? Now, in that process, in that fiery trial, in that tribulation that was happening to this young gentleman over there, the imam saw what was happening to him and that this young man would not back down. And because of that, are you ready for it? And this is no embellishment, by the way. Because of that, this young gentleman brought this imam to Christ. This imam came to Christ because this young man was willing to endure trial and tribulation. That's right, the reli a religious leader, the religious leader of that village came to Christ because of that. So you never know what else you're going, my going, our going through fiery trial and tribulation will, will bring, what fruits it will produce. Don't run away when it comes. Don't, don't think, well, I can't go through that or, or that's not for me because already you've gotten into the wrong mindset. Be, be willing to be forged in fire. Be willing to enter the forge, right? It's it's normal. Right? There's nothing abnormal about it, right? It's not because of you didn't have enough faith. Quite the opposite. It takes a, a tremendous amount of faith to walk through the fire, to walk through tribulations, to walk through trials and come out the other side for the better. It takes a tremendous amount of faith. Be willing to do that. You don't know what that's going to produce. I want to encourage you with that today as we leave off for the week. All right. So I'm going to end, I'm going to end this, this episode here. Um, for, forgive me for, uh, for, for not for forgetting to, to put the video on the screen. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you hit that like button, hit, hit that share button. Most importantly, and like I said, God willing, I'm going to continue this next Wednesday. Um, God willing, um, and the Wednesday after that, I won't be here. I'll be on my way to South Africa then uh, with my wife. So prayers for that. Uh, so I don't know where else I'm going to. I'm not sure exactly where this forge is going to go yet. I don't have a full detail. So for my prophetic people out there, be praying about that. And if, you, if God gives you any insight, hey, contact me and let me know. All right. I'm not a know-it-all. I don't know it all. And I lean on, on people. Uh, so be praying, hey, where does God want me to go uh, with this thing? Does he want me to do more? Does he want me to become bigger? Broad? I don't know yet. Um, so, yeah, just be praying for me on that in that regard, please. Um, and whatever, if you get something from God, then please, by all means, shoot, my, shoot it my way. I'll be more than happy to take a look at it, in fact. So anyway, so thank you all for watching that this episode of Restoring Your Voice. Um, be blessed, everybody. And God willing, see you next week.
Financial 